Hallelujah. Wow, it's an awesome Sunday, I believe. You must have enjoyed worshiping and praising our great King. He's worthy, I'm telling you. I'm sure you are enjoying your walk with Him. He's working in you, both to will and do His good pleasure. He's a good God. Today we have uh, Pastor Anup, our dear brother, who has been a blessing for all these years. And he's going to give us God's Word. And I believe you will have a treat. Hallelujah. Enjoy. You're blessed. Hallelujah. Welcome you all in the name of Jesus. I consider this a great honor and privilege to come before you in the name of Jesus. And we believe that we will hear what heaven has for us today. Amen. So I believe you're all having a good time and keeping your mind in the things of God, keeping your uh, thoughts mainly upon what God is speaking to us through this season. Amen. So it's so vital that we tune in to what God is speaking to us on Wednesdays, on Sundays, and even on the foundational doctrine classes, so that we keep our mind around what God is saying to us for this moment. Amen. So, hallelujah. And uh, so it's so vital that, uh, you know, that our mind, where our mind is stayed on, you know, is very important. Bible says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on him. Hallelujah. So that word peace is shalom, wholeness, soundness, protection, prosperity. So Bible says that, that he will keep us in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on him or on his word, or on what he's speaking to us. Hallelujah. So whatever the challenge, whatever is going around the world, the answer is already in the inside of us. Isn't that a good news? Hallelujah. The battle has been won. The victory is ours. Hallelujah. So everything that is needed has already been given to us by his divine power. Amen. So we can partake of godliness. We can, par- we can, we, we, we can partake of uh, life, whatever is needed, you know, it has been this divine power has given to us. Hallelujah. So I want to thank, uh, you know, Brother John who is helping us in translation. And anybody who has been helping us with the translation, with this media work, we just want to thank you. Hallelujah. So your labor is not in vain and you are partaking of eternal benefits. Hallelujah. So thank you, Brother John. So let's open up our Bible today to the book of Luke chapter 8. And I believe God has impressed this in my heart. That, And I believe this is the word for this moment. And, and I think this is something that is going to trigger and stir us up, uh, you know, before the coming of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So let's uh, go to the book of Luke chapter 18. And I'll read from verse 1. And he says, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not faint. Can we hear that in Kannada? Hallelujah. Amen. You know, Jesus is speaking a parable and, and the key that he's talking about is that men ought always to pray and not faint. I like it in the Amplified. It says, also Jesus told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not to turn coward. (laughs) Amen. Faint, lose heart or give up. 
Hallelujah. Amen. So Jesus is telling us, you know, we need to pray. And don't give up. Don't stop. Don't quit. You know, what is a coward? You know, somebody who quits, you know, who gave up. And he said, oh, that's it. I'm not going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore. But Jesus commands us and tells us that we men and women <laughs> ought always to pray and not faint or not quit. Hallelujah. Let me read you from another, uh, uh, another portion. The message says, Jesus told them a story showing that it was necessary for them to pray consistently. Hallelujah. Consistently. That means again and again and again. It's not something that will slip from you or, or go away from you. It is something that is always with you. That's what consistent means. That means you're always there. Hallelujah. You are diligent. You are day after day, day after day, day after day. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. Doing it. You're not quitting. It's something that, that you don't ever leave. It's something that is always with you. Hallelujah. So that is, that's, that's how prayer should be. You know, prayer should become a lifestyle. Hallelujah. You know, if you really uh, read that and say, you know, men always ought to pray. I mean, how can you do that all the time? Because a part of your day, you go for sleeping. You'll be eating. You'll be having some stuff to do. You'll be talking to somebody. So how can you do that? So he's not talking about uh, 24 hours, but he's saying to stay in that consistent place of prayer. That prayer is, becomes your lifestyle. Hallelujah. It becomes like breathing. So if you don't breathe, we will die. That much importance is given to prayer in a believer's life. That we always ought to pray. We always ought to, uh, you, know, uh, you know, give ourselves to prayer every day, very often throughout the day. Hallelujah. And, and that's how, that is the uh, idea, that is the thought Jesus is conveying to us. That we always need to be caught up in prayer throughout the day. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, if this becomes a lifestyle, you are accessing a place of power. I like what E.M. Bound says, you know, your place in prayer is a place of power. Your place in prayer is a place of power. Oh, isn't that amazing? Hallelujah. So here Jesus is telling us, men always ought to pray and never faint, never give up, never quit. Hallelujah. Amen. So this is this is this is no this is not optional. You know, if you remember the book of Matthew, chapter six, Jesus was teaching his disciples. He's, he's talking about fasting, he's talking about praying, he was talking about giving, and he said, When you pray, when you fast, when you give. So it's not an option, it is actually your lifestyle. These are things which believers do. This when you become righteous, this is what you do. You will be praying. Hallelujah. You will be consistent. So Jesus is saying, give yourself consistently to prayer throughout your day. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Amen. That means prayer becomes a major part in our life or in our daily life. Hallelujah. So, you know, like, you know, one of the best way to live this Christian life is to forget about tomorrow, not worry about uh, I mean, forget about yesterday, not worry about tomorrow. And this day you have, do it, you know, nicely. A day that is well spent in God. Amen. Redeeming your time. Hallelujah. And, and one of the best ways to redeem your time is to spend time with your father in prayer. 
Hallelujah. So prayer is communion with God, fellowship with God. You know, there are so many things connected to prayer. Hallelujah. And, and, and there's worship in prayer. There's praise in prayer. There's thanksgiving in prayer. There's asking in prayer. There's intercession in prayer, supplication. Hallelujah. There's so many aspects to prayer. And, and you are supposed to be doing that throughout your day. Hallelujah. So let's uh, read another scripture from the book of Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. Similar lines. It says praying always. See again here. Praying always, all the time. Hallelujah. With all prayers and supplication in the spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all Saints. Hallelujah. Can we hear that in, in Canada also, Brother John? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Nevo Pavitratmana Sahayadindalo, Yavagalo, Devarali, Prati Sutta, Sakalavidavada, Vignapanagalano, Madire, Matu, Nimage, Agatha Vada Vadagi, Bedi Kuldere, Ida Kagi, Yavagalo, Sidaragiri, Prathane, no Bitukoda Bedire. Hallelujah. He says, pray for all the saints. How are we going to do that? And how can you pray for all the saints? Thank God in the, in the new covenant, in the new birth, that we have a supernatural ability by which we can do that. Hallelujah. That we can yield ourselves to the Holy Ghost and yield to the gift or the, pra- the praying in tongues and, and pray out things which, ha- you know, how we ought to pray. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Here it says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. All prayers. That means, you know, one of the translations says, it says like this, praying with all kinds of prayers. All kinds of prayer. I mean, there are different kinds of prayer. There's only not one type of prayer. There are different kinds of prayer. Just like, you know, the word sports, the sports have different, different games in it. Basketball, volleyball, cricket, hockey, different kinds, swimming, various kinds of, uh, you know, games are involved in the word sports. The same way the word prayer has, has, uh, involves different kinds of prayer. And that the rules for each game is different. Amen. So uh, just like you play basketball, if you go and touch your ball in the football, you know, that's a foul. So the same way in prayer also, there are different Kinds of prayer and different rules apply for each prayer. Hallelujah. And the Bible says you're praying with all kinds of prayer. Praying always with all kinds of prayer and supplication. That's a kind of prayer. In the spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Hallelujah. You know, if you read this verse, uh, uh, you know, and the verses prior to that, this is talking about the armor of God. So the verses before that was talking about, put on the whole armor of God. And then talks about the breastplate, the helmet of salvation. Hallelujah. The belt of truth, the sword of the spirit, the, uh, the, the shield. Oh, Hallelujah. You know, all these things are spoken. And the last part of that armor is this. The javelin of prayer. <laughs> or the spear of prayer. So if you look at the armor, uh, almost everything is defensive. It's something that protects you. And what you have next is the sword, and which is a bit close range. Amen. But here we have 
The last weapon is the prayer, which is the long, short one. I mean, it reaches further, it reaches longer, and it can go further. Hallelujah. And that's how prayer is. Hallelujah. That's how prayer is. Hallelujah. We will continue to read. Let's look at another verse in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. 1 Thessalonians. So it says, uh, verse 16 says, Rejoice evermore. Hallelujah. Amen. Rejoice evermore. Amen. So make a you know creaking sound of triumph. Spin around. Hallelujah. Continue to release joy. Say, ha, 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 ha. Amen. Hallelujah. So rejoice evermore. Not one day, evermore. Hallelujah. Make it your lifestyle. Oh, glory to God. Amen. And verse 17 says, pray without ceasing. Oh, again, there it goes. Hallelujah. Pray without ceasing. Non-stop. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, without quitting. Without giving up. Continue in prayer. Give yourself to prayer. Hallelujah. Give yourself to prayer. Especially as you see the day approaching, give yourself to prayer. Oh, glory to God. Amen. And then verse 18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. How clearly can it be? Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything. Not for everything. In every situation. Start praising God. Start thanking God. Hallelujah. And, and, and give thanks. And it says, For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Wow. Hallelujah. Can we read that? First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 and 18 in Canada also, Brother John. Yavagalu, Santosha Dindiri, Edebide, Prati Siri, Devrige, Yella Kala Dalu, Krutanaka Natavano, Salisiri, Idue Nima Vishavagi, Yesu Christanali, Toribanda, Devara Chitta. Hallelujah. This is the will of God concerning you. Hallelujah. So pray every day. Make prayer your lifestyle. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Pray without stopping. Pray without quitting. You know, many times we gave up because we didn't see the answer as we expected it to. Hallelujah. And many times we were wondering how to pray. <laughs> Hallelujah. We have all these different emotions and thoughts that is going, going on. And I believe God will speak to you today. And that we will be stirred up to start or continue a lifestyle of prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. You know, especially as you see the day of Jesus approaching, we need to give ourselves to prayer. Amen. And, and when we do that, it is like we are collecting oil in the lamp. We are storing up oil in the lamp like those ten virgins and, and, and uh, five of them collected they were wise. So, so we need to give ourselves to pray. So anything that, 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 can, that, that happens in the natural, a work has to be done in the spirit. And this is one of our main work in the spirit by giving ourselves to prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. So, uh, so let me uh, you know, continue this journey in the, from the book. Uh, let's go to the book of Mark chapter 1 and verse 35. And we see, we can see here, the life of Jesus while he was on the earth. And Mark chapter 1 verse 35 says, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, and there he prayed. Oh, glory to God. Amen. And uh, 
Verse 36 says, And Simon and they that were with him followed after him. And when they found him, they said unto him, All men seek for you. And he said unto them, Let us go into the next towns, that I may preach there also. For therefore came I forth, and he preached in the synagogues throughout all Galilee, and cast out devils. Hallelujah. So let's let's, uh, read Mark chapter 1, verse 35 to uh, 38 in Kannada also. Marudina, Munjane, Inu Katale Ruagale, Yesu Yedu, Pratiso the Kage, Yekantavada, Sadake Hodano, Taruaya, Simona Matu, Avana Gedero, Yesu no Hurukuta Hodaro, Our Yesu no Kandukondo, Generella, Ninane, Yedur Nodidare, Yendo Helivero, Yesu Illige, Samipa the Liruaga, Urgalige, Navu Hogona, As Taladaliu, Navu, Upadeshus of Beko. Hallelujah. Amen. So here we can see Jesus, uh, you know, in the rising up a great while before day. And he went out and departed into a solitary place. Means a place where nobody was there. He, he, he just took time out. He just, he just disconnected from everything and went to a quiet place. Went to a place where he's just alone with himself and the Father God. And what did he do? He prayed. He communed with God. He fellowshiped with God. He talked with God. He listened to God. Hallelujah. And he got instruction from God. Hallelujah. My God. You know, if Jesus had has done this, we, we need to do this. We need to take out from everything what we are doing. From job, from family, uh, responsibility, from everything. Take a time out. And just spend some time. In the presence of God, talking with Him, fellowshipping with Him, communing with Him, being quiet in His presence. Hallelujah. Listening to Him. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Worshipping Him. Just spend some time with God. Hallelujah. So Jesus took that time out. Hallelujah. And then He came back. It's not like, uh, you know, he, he took that time out and He was just there. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not like you leave the family and you're just all the time praying. You're not even taking care of your family. No. You take these times out and you come back. Hallelujah. And do what you're supposed to do. And and you go again, take some time out and come back again. You know, you will be amazed that you will be doing things more effectively and efficiently than you would have done without praying. Hallelujah. So your place in prayer is a place of power. Oh, Hallelujah. Amen. So he, so he took that time out. And if you read these verses, how it's coming, it was, it was talking about how he, he, you know, he had visited Peter's house, how his mother-in-law was healed, and there were these multitudes that came to him, and they were healed, you know, demons were cast out. All these things were going on. And then these verses comes. He got up early in the morning, went out to a place, communed and fellowship with the Father. Hallelujah. And, and spend time with him. And, and there comes. And as he was waiting there, <laughs> as he was waiting there, the sun, you know, you could see the sunrise. Hallelujah. And he comes. And then the disciples, when they got up, they realized he was not there. So they went looking for him. And he said, come, come, let's go. Let's go and do what, like what we did yesterday. Let's continue to do those things. Hallelujah. Let's have, uh, you know, more of these things happening. But Jesus got another info. He said, let's go to the other town. Where did he get that info from? That came from that fellowship. 
that came from that uh, time of communion with God, communing with God. Hallelujah. Oh, that came from that being quiet in the presence of God and God speaking to him. So when Jesus came on the earth, he came as a man. Hallelujah. He left all his omni qualities. He was the all-knowing God. He was the all-powerful God. But he left all those omni qualities and became like us for us. Came to the earth for us. Hallelujah. So he had to pray to know. Can you imagine the all-knowing one had to leave all that and come here and, and be like us and start praying and fellowshipping and, under, and, and communing with the Father. Hallelujah. So much that he's getting info from the Father God. And he said, okay, we're not going here. Let's go to those other towns. That's what it says in verse uh, you know, 37. And when they found him, they said unto him, All men seek for you. And he said unto them, Let us, that is verse 38, Let us go unto them. Let, uh, and he said unto them, Let us go into the next towns, that I may preach there also. For there came I forth, and he preached in the synagogues throughout all Galilee, and cast out devils. Hallelujah. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Hallelujah. So Jesus, if Jesus had to pray, Spend time with God and find out what he is supposed to do that day. How much more we need. Hallelujah. How much more we need to do. How much more we need to be spending time listening. So, But the thing is, the key is, we need to do what he did. If we want the results like he, he you know, what he got, we also need to do what he did. And this is not an option for the believer. This is our lifestyle. This is what we are supposed to. Jesus told that we ought always to pray. We ought always to be doing this. Spending time with God. You know, worshipping Him. Talking to Him. Hearing from Him. Doing what... So that's why Jesus said, I only, do, I only say what I hear my Father say. Hallelujah. And I only do what I see my Father do. All those things happen in those times of prayer. Let's look at another scripture. Luke chapter 6 and verse 12. And it, and it says, And it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Hallelujah. Here it, the, the previous verse says he woke up early in the morning. And, but here it says he continued all night in prayer. All night in prayer to God. Oh, glory to God. Can we hear that also in Canada, Brother John, verse 12? Asamiadali, Yesu Pratane Madudakagi, Betake Hodano, Devarali, Pratisutta, Ratriella, Aleidano. Hallelujah. I mean, so can you imagine that, that he's spending throughout the night in prayer, and, and, and then and the, and when he finished, it's always, it's always daylight. Hallelujah. Amen. See, that is how prayer is supposed to be. When you tap into the Spirit, you lose track of time. It was not like Jesus was, uh, you know, throughout the night, He was just begging God and begging God and begging God. No, no, no. Hallelujah. He was spending time fellowshipping with the Father, communing with the Father, worshipping the Father, waiting on the Father, Hallelujah. And, and getting quiet before His presence and receiving instruction, receiving guidance, what He needs to do. Hallelujah. Well, th that day, that moment, what He's supposed to accomplish 
He's spending time there. Fellowshipping with the Father. You know, when you get into the Spirit, you lose track of time. You know, I, I know everybody can say this, that, you know, we thought we started praying in tongues and we continued prayer and we thought, okay, one hour has passed. And we look at the time, it is just like five to ten minutes. <laughs> Hallelujah. That means you are still in the flesh. Hallelujah. You know, it takes time, it takes time, uh, you know, to tune out. It takes time to tune out from all these things uh, that your mind has been so occupied with. And then to switch it off finally and then yield to your spirit and from there you release. Hallelujah. So don't quit because it's just only five, ten minutes or five minutes, but press in. But as you press in, you will enter into that place in the spirit. Hallelujah. You, you, will, you, 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 will, you, you lose that place where you're conscious of time and surroundings, where you become conscious of the one who is before you, who called you righteous, who called you holy, who adopted you into his family. Hallelujah. Who, who has given his life for you. You become conscious of him. And, and you just enjoy that. And you fellowship with that. And you worship him. And you praise him. And in the midst of that, whatever request you have, you, you, you prayed it. And, and by faith you received it. And, and then you became quiet in his presence and just enjoyed him. And you look at the time, three or four hours would have gone. Hallelujah. That means prayer is never uh, you know, supposed to be like a tedious, tough thing. But it's supposed to be enjoyable. So if you've not been enjoying prayer, you have not really entered into that place in the spirit. So what do you do? Press in. Press in. Continue to tune this off, tune that off, tune the whatever is hindering, just off it. Off the TV, off the phone, whatever it is. And whatever things that you have to do right now, right now, just off it and say, right now I need to be spending time with my father. Hallelujah. And, and here we can see, you know, Jesus did that. And by the time he, he finished, it was daylight. All night he was with the Father. And then verse uh, 13 says, And when it was day, <laughs> Hallelujah, when it was day, he called unto him his disciples. And of them he chose twelve, of whom, he, whom also he named apostles. And then he goes on to explain the names of the apostles. Hallelujah. So, can you see that? That Jesus continued all night in prayer. And what happened? He got information. He got, uh, he, he got I know, uh, Father's information that such and such and such and such people are to be chosen from the disciples as his apostles. Hallelujah. Can we, can we hear verse 13 also in uh, Canada, please, Brother John? Marudina Belige, Yesu Tana Shisharano Karedano, Our Ali Hundred of Mandiano, Atano, Arisikondano, Yesu E. Hundred of Janarige, Apostolaro Yendo Heseretano. Hallelujah. He called them apostles. Jesus chose twelve out of the disciples that followed him, and out of that twelve, he called them. He called them apostles. Twelve of them, he called them the apostles of the Lamb. You know, it is such a divine moment, hallelujah, and uh, connected to the eternal plan and purposes of God. If you read the book of Revelations towards the end, you know, Bible talks about Jerusalem, hallelujah, the new Jerusalem being the bride of, bride of Christ. 
Hallelujah. Coming out of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And there as you keep reading all these awesome things. And uh, where there is no sorrow. And there is no light needed there. The glory of God. You know all that. And then it talks about foundations there. Of those walls. And talks about the foundations. And he says those foundations are written. The, the twelve apostles names. It's so connected to the divine purposes. And plans of God. But how did it came out? How did it came out? It came out in prayer to Jesus. Hallelujah. So Jesus spent all night in prayer. And when it was daytime. <laughs> hallelujah. He went. He went. And he called them. Hallelujah. And he called. the chose these 12 of them. And called them apostles. His apostles. The apostles of the Lamb. Oh hallelujah. Amen. So why did Jesus have to pray like that? Why did Jesus have to pray like that? It's because we are on an earth that is fallen. Because we are living in an earth that there is darkness, there is curse, there is dirt. Hallelujah. And it, it takes prayer to unveil the plan of God, the purposes of God. And it takes prayer to release the power of God. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. So can we, uh, you know, hear that again, Brother John, verse 12 in Canada, please. Ah, samayya dalli, Yesu prarthane maadudakagi, bettake hodanu, devrali prarthisutta, ratri yalla allay iddanu. Hallelujah. Amen. So, Jesus had to know, before he could chose them. It's not like he said he had a leader. He thought, you know, we need to have, have this leadership principle that needs to be operated here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to, you know, duplicate 12 of them, you know, and I, and okay, if, okay, let's say, okay, I think 12 is a good number. So let's just choose 12 and, and I'm going to choose you, Simon. I'm going to choose you, John. <laughs> he didn't do that. Hallelujah. You know, many times in, in the church, we do that. Many times in the things of God, we try to bring in that worldly think, thinking into, into that. But here, it was not a worldly thing. It was a God-given time and opportunity. Hallelujah. And God has revealed it to Jesus in his time of communion with him. In his time of fellowship with him. That he chose, he revealed. You know, that's what will happen when you spend time in prayer. You're going to be hearing things concerning your business. You're going to be hearing things concerning your children. You're going to be hearing things concerning whatever God has called you to do. He will give you wisdom. He will give you understanding. He will give you insight. Hallelujah. And so that is why it is so vital that we need to pray and not quit. We need to press in and not quit. Hallelujah. And he got all those names right. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and so, so we need to spend that work in the spirit before it happens in the natural. So don't try to make it happen in the natural. Get it done in the spirit. Get it from the Father. Hallelujah. And then act on it. Oh, glory. He called them apostles. Hallelujah. And we're going to be seeing those names on those foundations. Hallelujah. In the eternities, we're going to be seeing that. Oh, glory to God. Aren't you excited that you have a father? The great father. Hallelujah. The, the possessor of heaven and earth. The mighty one. Hallelujah. That you can actually talk to him. That you can fellowship with him. And he will talk to you. And he can give you insight. And he will help you. Oh, hallelujah. 
Glory to God. Let's go to the book of James chapter 5. Hallelujah and verse 13. So we saw, you know, that how Jesus spent time all night in prayer, in fellowship with the Father, in in talking with Him, in communing with Him. And He got, and, and what happened? The, the the revelation came to him. The knowledge of concerning these, these 12 people and their names was clearly given to him. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Let's, let's look at James chapter 5 and verse 13. It says, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Can we hear that also, Brother John, in Canada? James chapter 5 and verse 13. Nimali, Tondarege, Wadaga Girovano, Pratisabeko, Nimali, Santosha Dindirovano, Hadabeko. Hallelujah, Tondar. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you're afflicted, if you're going through trouble, if you're going through challenges, what you are supposed to do? Call the prayer tower, call the prayer group. But he says, let him pray. If you are afflicted, you pray. If you are happy, using songs. If you are happy, you know, you should not come and tell me, sing a song. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you are happy, you should be singing. Same way, if you are going through trial, who has to pray? You have to pray. Many times, we have put this responsibility on the pastors, on the church members, on this person and that person. Hallelujah. But here, Bible says, who is afflicted? The person who is afflicted he has to pray. He has to go take time out. Spend time with God. Speak to Him. Hallelujah. And he will, God will talk to him. I can't hear what you need to hear from God. Hallelujah. You know, in my house, I, I, you know, I take care of certain responsibilities, chores. My wife takes care of certain things. You know, and, and uh, you know, let's say, you know, there's uh, washing of dishes, you know, cleaning of the toilets and stuff and cleaning the house and all that stuff. I cannot come and tell you, come and clean my toilet, come and wash my plate. It's mine. It's my house. It's my, my cup. Amen. That I am carrying. And, and that is what, that is mine. The same way, you know, why do we do that with prayer? When we are supposed to be spending time in praying and seeking God, we put it on others. We send the prayer request and we sit quietly. Meanwhile, Bible says here, when you are afflicted, you pray. Okay, you come to a place where you are unable to do that. That's, that's the, you know, uh, next few verses says. That's a, that's a ICU situation. That is a critical situation. Hallelujah. But here it says, when you are afflicted, you pray. That means when you pray, you're going to be dealing, God's going to be dealing with you. You have to come clean. You have to be sincere. You have to be open. And when you do that, He will tell you things. He says, I adjust this here and adjust that there. It should be all right. You will hear that from heaven. I'm not saying you will hear an audible voice, but He says, in your spirit, you will perceive things because you have come to this place. Of power. Amen. Hallelujah. So when you do that, God will talk to you. God is your Father. And He doesn't want others to hear what you need to hear from Him. 
And especially certain of those adjustments that you have to make, he doesn't like to tell others about you. He doesn't like to you know, air out your dirty laundry. Hallelujah. He wants to talk to you. So, but when you don't take time and pray and seek, you miss out. You get stuck. What happens? You will get into the flesh and start to do things. And there the, the, the vicious cycle starts and you get stuck and stuck and stuck. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Amen. So if you're going through trouble, take time out. Seek your Father. Spend time in prayer. He'll talk to you. Hallelujah. You will, you will hear from Him. Oh, glory to God. Amen. I believe you're getting something. Hallelujah. Step by step. Let's see how much we can hear today. And I believe the Holy Spirit will help us. Amen. And in these moments, it's so vital that we give ourselves to prayer. And prayer should be enjoyable. Amen. Hallelujah. So start with few, few, uh, let's say 10 minutes, 15 minutes. You start off throughout the day. You know, you can easily tune out, just go to the toilet and close it. And, and you, nobody needs to know what you're doing inside. But you can be just be praying, communing with God. Hallelujah. You're just alone with Him and you. Hallelujah. You become conscious of Him. And the moment you come out, you look so <laughs> radiant, joyful. And people will be wondering, what did you do in the toilet? Hallelujah. You knew that you were fellowshipping with God. You were praying. Amen. Hallelujah. So, uh, so let's continue to read uh, verse 14. James chapter 5 verse 14. It says, is any sick among you? You know, this is amazing. God doesn't want anybody to be sick in the church. But Bible says, if any sick among you, there is, oh, thank God for these provisions that he has given to us in his great mercy. Is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Can we hear that, Brother John, uh, from verse 14 to verse 14 and 15? Yeah. Thank you. Nimmali kaile agiruvavano, sabahiraranano, kairesabeko, hiriyaro, avanige yenyanno hachi, prabhu vina hesirinalli, avanigoskara, prathisabeko, nambikhenda madida prathaneyo, kaile anno, gunaparsitade, prabhu avanano gunaparsutane, Hallelujah. Amen. So this is a very different situation. This is not the normal. This is a place where the believer, this person, is unable to even pray and believe God for himself. He's come to such a place that he needs help. Hallelujah. You know, see, when, when you're not able to breathe, you need to be taken to a very special intensive care unit. Where they will put ventilators on you. They will put all these IV fluids on you. Hallelujah. And so that you know you, your body can be stable, stabilized and you can breathe. 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 Hallelujah. This is like that. Very critical situation. Where you are even unable to pray. Unable to breathe by yourself. You need some help. Hallelujah. And that's the Bible says the elders will come. And pray and anoint him. You know with oil. The oil is... Uh, in the name of the Lord. So the oil is a representative of the anointing. And the name of Jesus. Bible says 
That person will be raised up. Oh, glory to God. What merciful God we have. What provisions we have in God. Hallelujah. In Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And it says the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he shall be forgiven. Oh, hallelujah. So that man can be restored. That man can be brought back. And and then he can... And then you teach him, man, do your praying. (laughs) Hallelujah. It should not be like you're going from one ICU to the next ICU the next day. It should be like, man, you need to stand. You need to stand and pray. Hallelujah. Hear from heaven. And do what you're, what, you're, what you're hearing, what your father is talking to you. Spend some time. Start drawing power by yourself. Hallelujah. So, can you see how much, uh, you know, work that each, has, each of us have to do? If you do that, I think it will be a healthy body. Amen. But here what happens usually is that few people will be doing all the praying. And others are writing on their prayers. Hallelujah. And, and that's what's happening. Hallelujah. But we need to pray. So for your situation, for your challenge that you're facing, you have to pray, you have to hear, you need to act. Hallelujah. And you need to get the eternal plan from heaven. It's going to be alright. Hallelujah. It's not a tough thing. It's just a decision that you have to make. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, I remember pastor saying, you know, if you, all of you would have heard that, one of the most talked about in the Bible is about words, about speaking, about saying. And the next most talked about topic in the entire Bible is prayer. And you, and you need to speak, you need to use your mouth to pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's continue to read verse 16. It says, Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. Can you see in these verses how many times the word pray, prayer is used? Hallelujah. And, and pray one for another that you may be healed. And then it goes on to say the effectual prayer of a righteous man avails much. Hallelujah. And then verse 17 says Elias means Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. Hallelujah. Let's uh, hear verse 16 to verse 18 in Canada also. Nivu madida tappugalannu obbari gobbaru yavagalu heli kolliri. Balika obbari gobbara prathasiri. ನೀವು ಹೀಗೆ ಮಾಡಿದರೆ ದೇವರು ನಿಮ್ಮನ್ನು ಗುಣಪಡಿಸುವವನು ನೀತಿವಂತನ ಅತ್ಯಾಸಕ್ತಿಯುಳ್ಳ ಪ್ರಾರ್ಥನೆಯು ಬಲವಾಗಿದೆ ಎಲಿಯನ್ನು ಸಹ ನಮ್ಮಂತೆಯ ಒಬ್ಬ ಮನುಷ್ಯನಾಗಿದ್ದನು ಮಳೆ ಬರದಂತೆ ಅವನು ಪ್ರಾರ್ಥಿಸಿದಾಗ ಮೂರು ವರ್ಷಗಳವರೆಗೆ ಆ ನಾಡಿನಲ್ಲಿ ಮಳೆ ಬೀಳಲಿಲ್ಲ ಬಳಿಕ ಎಲಿಯನ್ನು ಮಳೆ ಬೀಳುವಂತೆ ಪ್ರಾರ್ಥಿಸಿದಾಗ ಆಕಾಶದಿಂದ ಮಳೆ ಸುರಿದು ಭೂಮಿಯಲ್ಲಿ ಮತ್ತೆ ಬೆಳೆ Hallelujah. You know, verse 16 says, The prayer of a righteous man. One righteous man. Hallelujah. Bible says, We have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That means your prayer and my prayer. Your prayer and my prayer makes tremendous power available. You know that word, uh, you know, chapter 16, I mean verse 16, in the Amplified I would like to read, it says, Confess to one another, therefore your faults, your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins, 
And then he says, And pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to spiritual tone of mind and heart. And then that second portion of that verse, it says, The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man. See, the earnest, heartfelt, continued. That means you're not stopping. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, there's so much power in this. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of one righteous man, one righteous man, makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its operation. Hallelujah. So one, per, one righteous man's prayer, which is non-stop, I mean, I'm not talking about repeating your prayers. Hallelujah. So Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, we not be like the Gentiles, the hypocrites, who just keep saying the same thing again and again. That's not how you're going to pray. Hallelujah. So here it says, the earnest, heartfelt, sincere, continued prayer of one righteous man makes tremendous power. Dynamic in its working. That's like dynamite power. I mean, this explosive power. Hallelujah. So it makes that power available. And then it goes on to tell us an example in verse 17, talking about uh, you know, a man called Elijah. He didn't call him the prophet Elijah. It says, he, Elijah was a man subject to like passions. Means he was a man who had his own weaknesses, had his own, you know, passions. You know, he gets angry. One time he will call fire from heaven. Next time he's running and hiding. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Amen. One time he's complaining and said, Oh, there's nobody. I'm the only person here. But God says, See, I have thousands reserved. Oh, hallelujah. So, you know, he, he goes through all these emotions. Then what does that mean? It's not based on those. But it's based on what he prayed. And to whom he prayed. And whom he communed with. That made the difference. Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. That's verse 17. And then it says here, But, or and, he prayed earnestly. What did he do? He prayed earnestly, without stopping, with heartfelt, continued prayer. He did this. What did he pray? He said, it should not rain. <laughs> Hallelujah. It should not rain for three and a half years. That's what he prayed. One man. And then what happened? And he says, and it rained not on the earth for the space of three years and six months. Oh my God. Hallelujah. I don't know whether you can understand this. He prayed and the climate changed for three and a half years. Not just one day, one month. For the space of three and a half years. You know, to, 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 uh, to change the climate in one particular area, there are so many factors, you know, uh, that you need to consider. The wind current, the humidity, the rainfall, the sun, all those things has to be, you know, aligned and set in position and, and calculated to the exact thing for, you know, for this, you know, this thing to happen. No scientist can do this. No technology that you are trusting on can do this. Prayer can do this. Your prayer can do this. My prayer can do this. One man's prayer. One righteous man's prayer can do this. Hallelujah. And then Bible says, 
the, the climate re- changed again. <laughs> the climate suddenly, after three and a half years, it changed again. What? Verse 18 says, And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her, brought forth her fruit. Wow. Amen. You changed the earth. You adjust the climate. You adjust the way the earth is supposed to produce and give increase. You adjust everything through your prayer. Wow. Can you see how much is available to us? One righteous man. That's why you need to pray. There is no situation that you are facing that the power of God can't change. There is no challenge that you are facing that the power of God cannot change. If you are willing to give yourself to this place of prayer, you will see the glory of God. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe we are getting something. Oh, glory to God. I am so excited. Amen. Hallelujah. I am so, I'm so thrilled about this. Hallelujah. I am stirred up. Amen. I believe you, know, you are getting stirred up to pray. You, you, you are understanding what is available to you through your prayer. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. And I believe you are growing in this. Hallelujah. We are increasing in this. And, and, and I think, uh, you know, if you, if you go and read uh, in the book of Acts, you know, it's, it's so wonderful to go and read it and, and start underlining the word prayer. And whenever they prayed, you will see the hand of God being revealed, the power of God being revealed, the miracles of God being revealed. So, so you always see the connection between prayer and the move of God. Always see the connection between prayer and the mighty deliverance of God. Always see the connection between prayer and the demonstration of God's power. Oh, hallelujah. So they understood this. So in the book of Acts chapter 2 and verse 42. Let's see if we can read that. Acts chapter 2 and uh, verse 42. It says, uh, talking about the early church. And it says, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Can we hear that, Brother John, in Canada, please? Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Our elder apostle, Bodhanayano, Kerovo de Lalio, Sahodara, Anunathin Dalio, Roti Murio de Laralio, Pratanegalio, Nirantaragidaro. Hallelujah. He says they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Hallelujah. You know, prayer, continuing steadfastly, is talking about an addiction. You know, I've, I've been an addict and I'm still an addict on the right stuff. Amen. Hallelujah. And, and, and I want to get more and more addicted to prayer. Hallelujah. And uh, here it says, they were addicted to, to continue what? In the apostles' doctrine. That's why we have these foundational classes and we are very, very, uh, you, know, uh, you know, strong that everybody should get this. Everybody should go and teach this because that's the way. That's the way to do it. That's how Jesus did it and that's how he told us to do it. So, you know, if you get in it, you're going to be working on the eternal purposes of God. Hallelujah. So, and then it says fellowship. 
Amen. Hallelujah. I believe we're going to be fellowshipping soon. The churches are going to be open soon. We can fellowship freely. And there's going to be such a time that there will be such an openness to the things of God. Hallelujah. So we're going to be fellowshipping soon. And then it says, and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. So prayer can become an addiction. Hallelujah. Prayer is supposed to be an addiction. Hallelujah. You know, if you go and spend time with your father like this, something is going to happen on you. You go spend time with with this person. Hallelujah. The most amazing, holy, righteous, powerful person in the entire universe. And he is your father. Hallelujah. And you're taking time throughout the day. And talking to him, communing with him, fellowshipping with him, hearing his word. And listening and tuning to him like that. What's going to happen? Something is going to affect you. You're going to be understanding something. You're going to be understanding what he likes, what he doesn't like, what pleases him, what doesn't please him. So, when you pray or when you ask, your asking is going to be influenced. (laughs) Hallelujah. So, glory to God. You know, that's what we see in John chapter 15 and verse 7. Let's read that. John chapter 15 verse 7. It says, if you abide in me. That word abide means to take permanent residence. I mean, you're not like going out and coming, but it's actually it's stationed there. So if you abide in him and his words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Hallelujah. Amen. So thank God for these verses. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you are living with someone, you know, you will begin to Realize, you know, what they like, you know, what they like the most. And and some things you like may not be what they like. Amen. Hallelujah. So when you want to please them and when you want to prefer them, you start to think about the way, you start to think like the way they think. Hallelujah. And that's what will happen. You know, you fellowship with them, you commune with them, you commune with them through his word. You And, and you enjoy that 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 fellowship that that koinonia <laughs> hallelujah what happens is you're going to be influenced by him you you suddenly realize that you talk like him you realize uh, you know you start to think like him and you act like him hallelujah and that's what Jesus said I do what I see my father do and that's what that that's available to all of us and then when you pray when you ask something, your asking is also influenced by Him. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. So, you know, we see that. So, so we can see that your place in prayer is a place of power. It's a place of power. Hallelujah. And, and we need to give ourselves to prayer, you know, especially as we see the day of the Lord approaching, we should increase in it. Hallelujah. Uh, and we should fuel it up. Whatever would feel, uh, you know, your prayer life, you should do that. Amen. And these things has to be consciously done. It's not something that you feel like praying, I will pray. <laughs> you will never pray. And that's what has happened. You wait for the feeling to pray, you will never get that feeling. But it's something that you cultivate. You intentionally do. Just like love. Amen. You decide to love somebody. 
Nobody can stop you from that. The same way you decide to pray. You decide, I will be spending time with my father. I don't care what it likes. So I'm going to discipline myself and cut things up. And, 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 and I'm going to make sure that I'm spending time. I'm always in tune. Hallelujah. I'm always in, in, in fellowship with my father. Hallelujah. You know, your life is going to be different. You got, your life, you will live a spirit-filled life. <laughs> you live a life that is full of God. Hallelujah. Because there is no space for anything else. Can you imagine when you're doing that throughout the day, you know, something will happen to you. You'll be full of something. You'll be full of God. You'll be full of His Word, full of His Spirit. And you will be overflowing. And that's how God has called us to do. Remember the vision of the church? We had to be filled in the Word. Filled in the Spirit. And that's when we can touch the people, the world around us. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. I believe you're getting built up. You're getting stirred up. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So, uh, and... and uh, uh, you know, if you read the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33, and verse 3, it says, Call unto me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you know not. <laughs> Hallelujah. I remember in the Bible school, Sister Jyoti telling us that, you know, this is God's phone number. Amen. See, this is a, this is a promise that you call unto him. He said, he will answer you. He said, you call, you come to him, he will come closer to you. You honor him, you will, he will honor you. You call unto him, he will answer you. Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and he'll be open unto you. And what will he show you? He will show you amazing things. He will show you the display of his power. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So call unto him. Draw near to him in prayer and he will answer you. That means you will, you will hear. There is a promise. You know, promise means the pressure is on him. He's on the one who promised. So you take time and come, you're going to be hearing. Just because you decided to start praying and you didn't hear anything in the, on the first day, don't quit. It's not about quitting. It's not being a coward. It's about continuing. You know, continuing is so powerful than falling. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Amen. So, and, and, uh, so I remember, uh, you know, this instant in the book of Second Kings chapter 19. You know, where's the situation of the king Hezekiah? I mean, there's these challenges, these Assyrians are coming to attack. And then what happens is that he gets this message uh, from them. So he takes that. In, in, in 2 Kings chapter 19 and verse 14, he says, And Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. Hallelujah. What did he do when he got these news, all these information, all these challenges that's coming? What do you need to do? You need to take that up in prayer. Lay it down before the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. And then Bible says, you know, uh, how, uh, you know, in verse 20, it says, Then Isaiah, the son of Amos, sent to Hezekiah, saying, This say the Lord God of Israel, which that which you have prayed to me against, Senech, the king of Assyria, I have heard. Oh, hallelujah. You know, so when you talk, when you come to him, and you call unto him, he will hear. He will hear from heaven and show you 
mighty things. Hallelujah. And if you keep reading the story, you will see how they didn't have to do anything. An angel went and killed 185,000 of those people, enemies. One angel. (laughs) Hallelujah. Can you see what power is available to us if you pray, if you come to him and talk to him? Hallelujah. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Oh, Oh, I worship you, Father. Worship you, my God, my Father. Hallelujah. God of heaven and earth. My daddy. Hallelujah. What a place you have given us before you. Oh, we worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. So, so you know, oh, glory to God. So, like I said, you know, when you, when you talk about the word prayer, it has so many elements connected to it. If there's a communion and fellowship with the Father, you know, uh, and, and you're beholding His face and worshipping Him. You're praising Him. You're thanking Him. Hallelujah. Imagine you're doing all that in, in that quiet place. Hallelujah. And then and you're spending time, you know, seeking and being quiet in His presence. Hallelujah. And you sense, I'm not saying that you're hearing an audible voice, but you can sense some things He's speaking to you. He's telling you things. And in the midst of that, you know, you're saying, Lord, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know you, you're talking about your request, your need. And all that is coming. And then you're interceding for others. All those things are there, factors that are in. And what do you call that? Prayer. <laughs> if somebody asks, well, what were you doing? Uh, I said, uh, praying. <laughs> But there are so many things involved in that. It's beautiful. Hallelujah. So let's uh, go to the book of uh, the book of Philippians, chapter four, and verse six. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Before that, let me. Uh, Read something. You know, I, I, this has really stirred me up. So I felt in my heart that I should, uh, you know, do that. It's talking about the Great Awakening. He says, Great Awakening, so many of us have prayed for, prophesied about, and received revelation on of the imminence of our soon coming King Jesus. Over the years, many pastors have received a word from the Lord about the times and seasons, the great awakening and the rapture of the church. We have seen many signposts along the way, but none of us, none so profound as the departures of our faith fathers. There is a great shift in the heavenlies, an acceleration into the greatest outpouring on earth of the Holy Spirit. And ushering in of the great awakening, we know this, that when Elijah the prophet departed on the chariot, Elisha requested Elijah's mantle. This is the time of great prayer. This is a time of great prayer and preparation Mantles of evangelism are being distributed for those who ask for the greatest harvest the earth has ever seen. 
The rapture of the church is at hand. Hallelujah. And talks about the things that are happening currently in Israel. Hallelujah. And how it is all pointing towards the return of our Savior. All of these events are heralding our Savior's return. People are ready. Have your lamps full and pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a time of great prayer. And that's going to lead into mighty evangelism. Amen. Hallelujah. The mantles of evangelism are being distributed for those who ask for the greatest harvest the earth has ever seen. We are living in such awesome times. Such crucial times. Amen. Hallelujah. We are at the very end of the days. Hallelujah. Bible talks about we are living. We are at the end of the sixth day. And the seventh day, you know, in the book of Genesis says, you know, it is a day of Sabbath, day of rest. So we are at the very last portion. And this has come upon us. So we need to give ourselves to pray. And the great move of God is right there. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let me read something else also. No man is greater than his prayer life. The people who are not praying are straying. <laughs> we have many organizers but few agonizers. Many players and few prayers. Many players and payers, few prayers. Many singers, few clingers. Lots of, past, lots of pastors, few wrestlers. Many fears, few tears. Much fashion, little passion. Many inter, inter, interferers, few intercessors. Many writers, but few fighters. Failing here, we fail everywhere. That's from Leonard Ravenhill. Hallelujah. Amazing. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. And... Uh, Oh, glory to God. Amen. The great move of God, the great awakening of God, which is going to, you know, stir up and cause multitudes to be saved. We are, it's come upon us. That moment, that time is upon us right now. So we need to give ourselves to prayer. It's a time to pray. It's a time to seek God. It's a time to bring His plan on the earth. You know, no, you know God cannot do anything on the earth Unless we ask him to. Because the authority on the earth has been given to the church. Unless the church prays. Unless the church stands in her place. And seeks him and spends time. You know, God is unable to release his power on the earth. Hallelujah. It's not that he is not wanting to. It's not that we are not asking him. We are not paying that price in, in prayer. Hallelujah. So when we give ourselves to prayer, we see the glory and the power of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, glory to God. You know, before we go to Philippians chapter 4, you know, let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 6. 
You know, we are, we are all so familiar with this portion of scripture about the Lord's Prayer. Amen. And uh, let's go there. And the disciples comes and ask him, Lord, teach us to pray. And verse 7 says, and verse 6 says, when you pray, when, but thou, when you pray, enter into thy closet. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in secret and your father which seeth in secret shall reward you openly. Amen. Can we hear that, Brother John, in Canada, please? Hallelujah. So here it talks about, in, and then it goes on to say in verse 7, it says, Do not use repetitions. Amen. That's what traditions do. They keep doing repetitions. What he told not to do, that's what they do. Hallelujah. He says, don't use repetitions as the heathen do. For they, they, they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. And verse 6 says, be, be not ye therefore like unto them. For your father knoweth what things so you need of before you ask them. Hallelujah. So praise God that before even we ask, God knows what we need. God knows what you're going to ask. And God knows what you're going to ask three weeks from now. Hallelujah. So, so when we come to prayer, we must understand that we are dealing with this wonderful, mighty person. Who is your father? Who is the all-powerful person? All-knowing person? He is the, he's the wise person. Hallelujah. He is the most smartest person. Hallelujah. And we are coming to him in prayer. And when you talk, he understands. And when you're communicating, he knows what you need of. So what are, who, so whose benefit are you asking? It's for your benefit. It's for your faith being, you know, being assured and being sure in that. Hallelujah. So before even you ask, the provision has already been set in motion. But for you to meet its intersection, you need to release this in prayer. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Amen. And therefore he goes on to, then he goes and says in verse 9, after this manner, pray ye. So he's giving us a, a guideline, a model. And then he goes on to say, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know, when we grew up in our school, you know, we could just recite it. But this is, that's not how it's supposed to be. It's a time of communion with God. Where you come and you become conscious of Him. You, you become aware of Him. You recognize Him. You give honor to Him. And He said, My Father, who is in heaven, holy is your name. Hallelujah. Holy is your name. And then He goes on to say, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth. As it is in heaven. Oh glory to God. Amen. Can you see the priority here? The first thing that you are going to be dealing with. Is his will. Is his kingdom. It's not like every time you come. You are asking only for your needs to be met. Only for your desires to be fulfilled. That's not how prayer is supposed to be. Here you come, recognize Him, worship Him, lift Him up, magnify Him, glorify Him. And then He says, let your will, 
let your purpose come to the earth. Because only you can pray like this. You have a body here. As long as you have a body on the earth. <laughs> Hallelujah. You, you can stand in the authority that Jesus gave you. And call for heaven to intervene. And heaven's power can flow. It's like, you know, the train and the track. So when you pray, you are laying tracks. You are laying tracks. You are laying tracks. So that the, that, that powerful engine can go. So that the power of God can move. Amen. So that the purposes of God can be accomplished. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Thy kingdom come on earth. In this manna. Hallelujah. Let your kingdom come. Let the dominion of you come. Let your rulership come. Hallelujah. Let your will be accomplished. It is your will that nobody should be sick. Nobody should die. Nobody should go to hell. Let your kingdom be established. Let your kingdom spread. Let your kingdom dominate. Hallelujah. You know when a person accepts Jesus as his Lord and Savior. The kingdom of God has come there. <laughs> oh it is dominated there. Hallelujah. Oh it has come in. Hallelujah. So that's your first and foremost Point. Hallelujah. So you desire, you call on that. Amen. Hallelujah. So can we hear that, Brother John, uh, in verse 10 of Matthew chapter 6? Nina Chitto Paroloka Dali Nerevervante, Buloka Dalio Nerevervali. Hallelujah. Let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. My brother and my sister, we have a mandate. Hallelujah. We have a purpose. Hallelujah. And that is to see God's kingdom established on the earth. That is to see people saved. Get people healed. Get people strengthened. That they may walk this walk. I'll talk this talk. Hallelujah. Receive from heaven. And walk in all the purposes God has called them to do. Hallelujah. So we have a purpose. We have a plan of God for each one of our lives. And we need to pray. Hallelujah. And that's how this plan. And this. You know. These details of your. Uh, the plan of God is going to be revealed. Just like how it was revealed to Jesus whom he, who, uh, who are the apostles that he has to choose just like that you know we need to spend time seeking God and praying out these things hallelujah and what you pray out you will walk it out what you pray out you will walk it out hallelujah oh glory to God and then it says verse 11 give us this day our daily bread <laughs> he didn't say give us for the next 10 years our daily bread he said, one day, you don't need to be too concerned. This day, what you need, you ask him. What has to be taken care? You ask him. Hallelujah. There's nothing wrong about savings. Nothing wrong about, you know, stuffs. But you don't need to be concerned and going after those things. That's going to take you away from the plan of God. If you go after those things. You're supposed to seek his kingdom first. And his ways of doing the things and all these things shall be added to you. He will set you up. He will establish you. He will settle you. Hallelujah. So, But you don't need to be concerned about too much. One day is sufficient. One day is enough. Hallelujah. So you pray. Father, this day, I trust you. And when, you, when, you're, when you're praying, pray in faith. Ask your needs to be met. Whatever need that you have. You pray. 
And after you pray, believe that you got it. Thank Him for it. Worship Him for it. And He will show you great and mighty things. Hallelujah. It's not your business to say, this is the way He should come. No, that's His plan. Your business is to trust Him. Ask Him. Trust Him. Thank Him for it. Stay in that place. Hallelujah. Not get too concerned. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. And let's continue to read. Uh, and verse 12 says, Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Oh, hallelujah. And lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. But John, can we hear verse 11 to 13, please? Nama Anudina the Roti and no e dinu Namage, Diapaliso Nama Salagaranu, now Shamisuante, Nama Salagaranu, Namage Shamisu Nama no Shodan ever again, Narisa there, Kadin in the Tapisu Yakendere, Rajavo, Balavo, Mahimeu, Yendendigo, Ninawe Agili, Amen. Hallelujah. You know, our time is running up. <laughs> then verse 12 says, Forgive us. You know, forgiveness can hinder your prayer, unforgiveness can hinder your prayer. You cannot be walking out of love and expect your prayers to be answered. You cannot be fighting with your wife and expecting the grace of God and your prayers to be heard. And the grace of God to flow. That's what we see in 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 7. So you need to maintain your love work. You need, you, you, so whoever debt, who, so you know, so forgiveness is like, you know, uh, that's like, it says debt. That means, imagine that somebody owed you I mean, so you, uh, somebody owed you something. But you call him and said, don't worry about it. Just forget about it. You don't have to pay anything. I've let it go. You're free. Amen. They're, they owe you. They're supposed to pay it back to you. But you call and say, don't pay. I, I just forgive it. How, that's how forgiveness is supposed to be. It's something that you give, give away. Hallelujah. So drop it. Because that's going to stop you. That's going to stop your prayer life. Hinder your prayer life. And you don't want that. You don't want anything that will hinder your prayer life. Oh hallelujah. You don't want anything that will hinder the flow of heaven in your life and situation. Oh glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. So. Oh praise God. I believe you're getting something. Amen. Hallelujah. So. And then it says here. Lead us not into temptation and deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. So we can pray. We can pray. You know, because see, you know, Bible says when uh, in the concerning apostle Paul, that when he wanted to come, that Satan has hindered him. Not that he stopped him, but hindered him. Hallelujah. That's why we need to pray. We need to pray. And spend time and pray out these things so that things will go. Hallelujah. The plans and purposes of God concerning you and concerning everything around you should flow. Hallelujah. And then it says, keep us. I believe you're reading Psalm 91. Hallelujah. And God shall keep you as you trust Him, as you spend time speaking to Him and and releasing your faith in Him. You shall be kept. Respect of what's going around you. No evil will befall you. No plague will come near you. In your way there is only life. In your pathway there shall be no death. You will only see with your eyes. But it will not come near you. Hallelujah. So praise God. You know your place in prayer is a place of power. Amen. Hallelujah. So 
Oh, glory to God. Amen. So we can see the kingdom of God is your priority. Amen. You can see that model. But in all, all that you need, all the provisions that you need is also there. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's go to uh, now to the book of Philippians chapter 1 and verse 19. Initially. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 19. He says, For I know that this shall turn out to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus. Amen. And, and uh, can we read that, Brother John, in Canada again? Philippians chapter 1 and verse 19. Nima Pratana in the low, Yesu Christana Atmana Sahaya Dindalo, Idunana Rakshanege, Parini Misedendo, Nano Baleno. Hallelujah. So here Paul is saying that through their prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus, this is going to be turning out for his salvation. Amen. Means deliverance. And, and so let's also read, uh, you know, let me also read that from a translation called NASB. It says New American Standard. He says, For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Amen. I also like to read that from the Young's little translation. It says, For I have known that this shall turn out to me for my salvation through your supplication and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. So can you see here, Paul is saying, through their prayer, something is going to happen. So prayer and supply goes together. Prayer and supply goes together. Amen. Supply and intercession goes together. Hallelujah. So we can see the connection between supplication and supply. Amen. Hallelujah. We can see the connection between prayer and the provision. We can see the connection between supplication and the supply of God. Means the supply of God is there. If you remember, uh, you know, in, in the book of Genesis, talking about when Abraham was on that mount, you know, when he was going to offer Isaac, and then, you know, God told him not to offer him, and then he sees a ram that was stuck there. Amen. Have you ever thought where that ram came from? That was the supply of heaven. That means when you are in the plan and purposes of God, hallelujah, there's always provision there. There's always supply there. Hallelujah. So we need to pray and align ourselves in the plan of God, in the purposes of God. That's what we need to be concerned about. And how are we going to find out? What are you going to do? How am I going to do it? When should I do it? All that is answered in your time of prayer. Hallelujah. So wait, so all you, all you need to do is align yourself in that plan. Align yourself in that purpose of God and the supply will be there. Amen. Hallelujah. So here Paul is saying through your prayer that supply is going to come. <laughs> and I'm going to be free. I'm going to be delivered. Hallelujah. So, so can you see you know, the connection between prayer and provision? Supplication and supply. Hallelujah. So let's now go to the book of Philippians. So before we go to the book of Philippians, we will see an example here in the book of Acts chapter 12. And we see in the book of Acts chapter 12 verse 1 onwards if you read, you know, Herod, you know, stretches out his hand and takes James and kills him, the brother of John. You know, that was so bad. That was so sad. 
When Jesus spent all that time in him and suddenly it was cut short. And then he, when he understood that this pleased the Jews, he took Peter also. Then the church woke up. The church woke up. You know the church is the body of Christ. The book of Ephesians chapter 1 in the 22-23 if you read that if he says the fullness of him that filleth all in all and then talks about the body of Christ which is the church. So the church is the body of Christ. Jesus is the head and we are his body. His body is on the earth. You know, the head can decide so many things. You know, I can think so many amazing things to do. And unless I get up and do something, unless my body gets up, hallelujah, and starts moving, I never accomplish anything. The same way, Jesus is the head of the church. We are his body. Unless we move, unless we start doing something, nothing gets accomplished on the earth. Hallelujah. We have a job to do. We have a work to finish. We have a purpose to be accomplished. Hallelujah. We have this kingdom to be established on the earth. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to spread this. Hallelujah. We need to establish this kingdom. Get behind these things of teaching foundational doctrines. Get behind in going and reaching out to people, getting them saved. Do something in the will of God. Hallelujah. Because the days are very short. The time is very short. We have come to the very end of days. Hallelujah. It's time we need to give ourselves to prayer. Oh, glory to God. Amen. So here we see, you know, Peter is caught. Now the church gets up. Church wakes up. <laughs> Hallelujah. So let's read uh, uh, verse 4. And when he had apprehended him, talking about Peter, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the, peep, to the people. Verse 5 says, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. Brother John, can we hear uh, verse 4 and 5 in Canada, please? Hege Paskada Taruaya, Janaru Munde, Tarabe Kemba, Uddesha Dinda, Avonano, Bandisi Sereli, Haki, Haki Sidano, Avonano Kayu the Kagi, Nalkuch, Chatostada, Sainarige, Opisidano, Petrano, Sereli Daga, Hallelujah. It says, Pete, and prayer was made without ceasing. Here we see that word again. Not quitting. Not giving up. But continuing in prayer. Prayer without ceasing to God. For Peter. Hallelujah. There was specific, specific prayer. For Peter. Without ceasing. Hallelujah to God. Oh, glory to God. Amen. And see what happened. And then goes on to say an angel came. <laughs> you know, one angel can, can finish off 185,000. We saw it in the book of Kings. Now it says one angel shows up. The chains fall off. And, 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 and wakes Peter up. Peter is so much at rest. You know, he's going to be, he's, he's going to be executed the next day. But he is now resting. That's, that's the rest of God. 
Hallelujah. That's the rest of God. Hallelujah. And then and it goes on to say how the angel came, intervened because of their prayers, because of the prayer of the church, and delivered Peter and set him free and brought him out. And then when Peter comes to this house where they have gathered together and praying. Amen. So let's say, you know, uh, and verse 12 says, And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose name was uh, surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. So they were still praying there. Constant prayer, continued prayer. Of one man makes tremendous power available. That here is a group, the church has gathered together to pray. And power was released. Angel came in. Hallelujah. That gave permission for the angel to come and intervene. The power of God to flow. That's why we need to lay these tracks so that the power of God can flow. The ability of God can flow. Hallelujah. So an angel came and, and, and delivered him. And they, and they come to him and they, they didn't even believe. And a, a, girl, a girl sees Peter and without even opening, she gets so excited. She goes and tells Peter is at the door. They say, you have seen his angel and they mock him. And he said, you are mad. <laughs> they were praying, but they thought some other way God will be doing it. But, you know, we can't tell God the way he should do it. The power of God can flow the way He wants. But our business is to pray. Our business is to lay these tracks out. And God will perform. God will show mighty deeds. Hallelujah. He will show you wonders. Hallelujah. Because you prayed. Because you laid out those tracks. Because you used that authority that He gave you and gave Him permission. Hallelujah. On the earth. Oh, glory to God. How much we have to give ourselves to prayer. My brothers and my sisters. Hallelujah. Oh glory to God. Oh glory to God. I believe you know you heard something today. And I believe that you are stirred up to pray. And I believe that you are going to continue to pray. And give yourselves to pray and without quitting. Amen. Hallelujah. And I believe you know God's, God has spoken to you. God has stirred you up. Hallelujah. And, and we have such benefit of the gift of tongues hallelujah that we that we can actually yield to the supernatural and we can spend time in prayer and and bring out the plans and purposes of god hallelujah can you see you know how much how much is available to us we can get into that place close out from everything else spend time in worship spend time acknowledging who the father is hallelujah and say father I worship you. Hallelujah. We can just spend some time praying now. We can say, Father, I worship you. I give you praise. Hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. Father, we pray, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. May your kingdom be established. Let it spread rapidly in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In, in Jesus' mighty name. And we pray, Father, for our nation. We pray for godliness, honesty, peace, and quietness to prevail. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, we pray for every rulership in our nation. In Jesus' mighty name, give them wisdom and counsel as the heart of the king is in your hand. And when we pray, you direct 
their heart, their decisions into what you have for this nation, Father. That they will lift up and lift up godliness. That the freedom of choice will be preserved. The life of the common men would be preserved in the mighty name of Jesus. Will be uplifted in Jesus' mighty name. There will be abundant opportunities. Hallelujah. To preach your message in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we pray that you deliver us from the ungodly, faithless and wicked people. In Jesus' mighty name, Father, we worship you. We praise you. We pray that your word be glorified. Your word be lifted up. Your word be magnified in our nation and in the nations of the earth. Let the knowledge of the glory of God cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. In Jesus' mighty name. Oh, we worship you, Holy Father. Oh, Rabashi Karanamaka. Oh, Sendere Ribaka. We pray now for the mighty outpouring of your Holy Spirit. You said, ask for rain in the time of rain. Lord, we are asking you, where you promised the former and the latter rain in the first month, we ask you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, we give you praise. Oh, we give you glory. Oh, we give you honor in the mighty name of Jesus. We trust you, Father. Oh, we praise you. We magnify you. We trust you for harvest. We ask you for tribes. Ask you for categories of people. May your kingdom be established. Hallelujah. In every town, in every village, in every pincode area, in Jesus' mighty name. Now, Father, we pray for each one in our churches, whatever the need be. Hallelujah. We thank you. We call that your provision is more than enough. Your promise is more than enough. We ask you, Father, every need be met. Every yoke be destroyed. Every burden be removed in Jesus' name. Thank you for quickening. Thank you for healing. Thank you for preserving in the mighty name of Jesus. We praise you, Father. We give you glory. We give you honor in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for hearing us. Thank you for answering us in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. You know, in the book of Acts chapter 12, when the church prayed, the angel came and delivered Peter. If you continue to read down, you will see, you know, you will see that in, you know, how this man called Herod, you know, who, who stretched out his hand to, you know, uh, to kill Peter. What happened to him in, in the book of Acts chapter uh, 12 verse 21 says, and, and upon a set day Herod arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. And the people gave a shout saying, it is the voice of God and not of man. And immediately an angel of the Lord smote him, because he gave not God the glory. And he was eaten of worms, and gave up the ghost. Look at verse 24. But the word of God grew and multiplied. Amen. You know, your prayer has tremendous power. The, the church prayed, and, and what happened to Herod was in connection to their prayer. Hallelujah. was in connection to what they prayed. Hallelujah. The man who stretched out against the church, against his people, hallelujah, was eaten by worms. Because an angel came and struck him and, and eaten by worms and he died. And what happened as a result? The word grew and the word multiplied. Hallelujah. So it, my brothers and sisters, it's time for us to give ourselves to prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Your place in prayer is a place of power. I believe you heard something. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor, for this time. Hallelujah. You're blessed. Hallelujah. I believe you had a good time and uh, 
I'm blessed. You know, the Word of God is timeless. It just goes in and makes things so real. And we can transcend this, this world realm. Our God shall supply all your need. All your need. Because He loves you and He cares for you intimately. He's directly concerned with you. He's touched with your feelings, your emotions. He knows what you need. He will supply your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. We'd like to receive the offering. If you'd like to give, it's a great opportunity. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Let's also receive this as a point of contact. Father, in Jesus' name, as your people give, may they receive good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. You will cause men to give. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father. You are faithful. You're a good God. Thank you, Lord, that they must live blessed. Blessed, blessed, copiously, overflowing, the cup that runs over. Because it's into your nail-pierced hands we give. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hallelujah. Don't forget, you can always uh, stay in touch. You can give by the media. The address is there. Um, I believe you are already experiencing benefits in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We're going to go ahead and receive communion. I'll read a verse of scripture from 1 Timothy chapter 2. And verse 6, Brother Sharat is helping us also. He says, Who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time? Jesus gave his life as a ransom for all of us. Hallelujah. And a ransom is what you pay um, as a punishment uh, or a payment for taking captives. Therefore, all of us were captives. None of us lived unto himself. Either we lived to the devil or we lived to God. But Jesus came and paid the price. And therefore, we can live for God now. We can thank him and praise him. Today, as you take this meal, I want you to remember there's a man at the right hand who has taken our place. He's in a body very much like ours, though glorified. He has the same scars. He has the same wounds forever. Because He loved us, He came and took the same kind of body that we have. And today, because of that, we are healed, we are blessed, we are delivered, we are free. The ransom has been paid. You owe the devil nothing. You owe the enemy nothing. The ransom has been paid in full. Hallelujah. God is a good God. Amen. Shall we hear verse 6 in Canada, please? Atanu Elarigoskara, Vimochene, Krayavagi, Tananutani, Opisikotan, Ide Takaldali Hedebeka, the Sakshiagide. Amen. So we are here giving the witness and bearing witness to these things. Amen. Notice all of this is by faith. We are eating by faith, we are drinking by faith, based on the Word of God, believing. That what is written in this word is the truth. And then you have a witness. I have a witness that it is true. Shall we eat and drink? Today whatever it is, Jesus has paid for it. Shall we receive? 
if you have bread there or cup there, you can uh, use it and let's partake in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We are forever grateful. We remember you are the bread that came from heaven. You are the one that the Father has sealed. We shall not just labor for the bread that perishes, but for the bread that endures forever. For your life, we thank you. We worship you. You paid for it all. We expect your mercy to show up, restoring, healing, making us fit into the plan of God, the purpose of God, mending every area of our lives. In Jesus' name, Amen. Shall we eat and drink? Hallelujah. God is faithful. Praise the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I believe that you are having a good time already. Receive His benefits even as you drink and eat. They are yours. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you so much. You are blessed.